Ants One put the pressure on, and now we are back. Y'all listening to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Guess what, bitch? Vans. <laughs> Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. This week, it's all about the Vans and Club Gear collaboration of a lifetime. Vans and Club Gear are bringing neon colors and mismatched patterns for a rave-adjacent collaboration. Yo, Ants, turn the beat on still, eh? This spring, Vans is excited to partner with Vancouver-based label Club Gear, our boys, on a duo of party-ready skate shoes. The quintessential Slip-On Pro and Era Pro have been reimagined through a vibrant 90s rave-inspired lens. It's a race to Vans.ca to get that Club Gear collab of sin. And if they already sold out, make sure you hit up your local shop. You diggy? Drop that bitch. Y'all know exactly what it is. I'm D Jones. I got the ghost with me. As always, a must here at Studio E. We got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. And we are back for season 11, the COVID Chronicles. About to bang y'all over the head with episode one. Like always, ghosts, give the people the rundown. Yo, this week, bruv. You know what time it is. The people have been waiting. We've been waiting for years. Will Marshall, our little bro, has finally stepped foot in Studio E, and it was obviously a barn burner. Well worth the wait. Shouts to Will for coming on the pod. Then we taking you straight to the post office. You know what I'm saying? That's just about to be cooking once again. And then we're going to try and squeeze out a couple fucking sports topics in it. Yeah, we're going to try. Ain't much popping in the sports world right now, but we're going to do our best. While we're at it, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Check out our website, TheBuntLive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. (laughs) We got a couple brand new things on the interweb. The only thing missing from YouTube was us. The Bunt Live is on there, so go subscribe while you can. And shit, I think... I think we up on something new. Did I, did I hear rumblings of a Patreon or something, Ghost? Bruv, never thought this day would come. But, I mean, look outside. The world is uh, on pause. And just like that, me and you are stuck at home. Nothing to do. No work. Except for, obviously, coming through for the people. Doing what we love. But, yeah, man. We had to spark a Patreon. Uh, obviously, we know it's tough times for the people out there. So, if you're not in a position to throw your boys a little love, pretend you never heard this. But for anyone who is, we would obviously greatly appreciate the support. Trying to do what we can from home, crunch out this next season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, appreciate the support, y'all. Y- y'all know we do it for the people. And no matter what, the episode's going to keep rolling in. But we would definitely appreciate the love. So if you can, slide over to patreon.com slash the bunt. Hell yeah. 
So we've been off for a very short time. Usually we'd be on vacation, sipping some brews, kicking our feet up, you know, doing anything but the podcast. But the world is at a halt. One of the most serious things I think we'll ever live through is going on right now and is being felt across the world. So we had to get back here and do it for the people. Real talk, man. It's uh, wild times, but I ain't gonna lie. Getting back to work has brought me some sanity. Your boy was losing his mind with nothing to do daily. So as much as you guys are hyped, we're back. We're hyped to be back as well, man. Good times to be had. Let's get it. 12 weeks straight. Let's go. 100%. And we're all in this together. So stay strong. Hit us in the post office. We'd love to hear from you how you guys are spending your time dealing with this lockdown. You know what's up next, dog? It's the ghost shout out of the week. I know you got material, so let's hear what you got. It's been a long break and a bunch of shit's dropped, but right now the only thing on my mind is the plazification video that just dropped. Yo, let's make it Will Marshall week all around. You get me? Fakey Vario flip up the ledge, switch front shove like a boss. Tiago, all the boys, head over to thrasher.com. Shit's popping, you get me. While we're at it, and we're on this Washington DC train. There's a video on the Transworld website debrief with some Washington killers. Check that shit out too. Shit goes hard, man. Real shit, real shit. So like we said, we got Will Marshall in the building, one of the most asked about skaters to get on the pod since day one. We've been getting emails, DMs, shit. Even Canada Post is dropping off letters saying we gotta get Will Marshall on. He's here now, been our homie for a long, long time, and we couldn't be happier to have him. You know what time it is, bruv. Lil Billy, we gonna crack some green cans with you, brother. Let's get it. Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. All right, Will. How did the Vans commercial go, boys? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, no. I ride for DC, motherfuckers. They're getting easier and easier, man. So you rode for DC. Do they have new insoles or something? I don't know. <laughs> Safe has got the, the tech shit. You could ask Safe. Let me ask the fucking question, yo. All right. Let's get this motherfucking thing popping. One of the most requested guests since day one of the bunt almost four years ago. And we finally have Will Marshall in the building. What's popping, my G? Finally fucking made it. I'm not in the building. We're not getting together. It's fucking scary out there right now. Regardless, it's still nice to see you guys. Hell yeah. So, Will, welcome to season 11 of The Bunt, The COVID Chronicles. How has your life changed in the past couple weeks dealing with this pandemic? And, yo, you guys were in bars. How hectic was it being there as shit was hitting the fan? Well, while we were there, it was fucking really nice. I mean... A little bit is better than nothing. <laughs> when did you guys decide to come home, yo? The end of day three, we decided to come home. We came home on day four, but day one didn't count. We had two days of skate, and then on day four, we bounced. Was it hectic coming home? It was a lot more chill than what I had expected. That's when all the lockdowns went into place. Everything was getting serious, and Spain is not the best place to be right now that's one of the places getting hit the hardest with all this shit so gnarly on the last night while we were in bars ended up partying all night going to the airport no sleep passed out on the plane woke up in montreal i was like fuck (laughs) i don't have this fucking virus 
But if they take my temperature or something, I'm going to look sick. Cold sweats, whatever. Get to the border. You made it? Did they take your temperature? Or it was chill? It was mellower than it's been in the past, like, 20 trips. Sometimes I go to New York for, like, a week. I come back, and they ask me 30 questions. Then I come back from Spain, and they pretty much give me a pat on the back, and they're like, welcome home, buddy. I'm like, what the fuck? So like you said, you listen to the show, you know exactly how it goes down. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Of course I knew this was coming. I listen to you guys every week when you are on air, but those breaks seem fucking pretty long. What are you guys doing between those breaks? (laughs) Sports moment. Both my dad and his grandpa were pro hockey players. Oh, sick. Like, yo, my, my dad's dad played for the Rangers. What? Like a couple games. And um, my dad played pro hockey in, in Denmark at one point. Brought my mom out there too and shit. Damn. Yo, my first memory, because obviously my dad wanted me to play hockey, right? Of course. You want to hear about my first hockey game? So gnarly. My dad wasn't good at hockey. He was just a goon. His dad was good at hockey. He played for the Rangers a couple games. But they were both defensemen. So obviously they signed me up for like Timbits. Yeah. They signed me up for defense because they both did that. And my dad told me, I remember, first time ever playing hockey. He was like, yo, well, a good defenseman always stays at the blue line, right? If you're in the NHL, I'm a child. I'm like four years old. I stayed at the blue line by my goalie when all nine other players were on the other, on the other side <laughs> of the rink trying to score and shit. And I heard my dad screaming from the stands like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm at the blue line. <laughs> Dude. That's so gold, man. <laughs> Let's give it that favorite skate moment. Fuck, it was barely a skate moment. Back in December, we did a trip to Greece. We were rolling like 18 deep. I'm saying it barely felt like a skate moment because it was more of a bachelor party and I've never even thought about getting married. <laughs> I don't even know what a bachelor party is, but I'm sure even if I found some sugar mama that wanted to get married and gave me like a 50 grand budget, (laughs) I couldn't even get that going again. That shit was kind of fucked up. That's why I feel weird saying that's my favorite skate moment because it was more of a bachelor party, but I guess skating is what made it happen. Trust me, the FOMO was real on that one, man. That trip looks so fun. Still butthurt over here. I didn't get a goddamn invite. But yo, Billy, where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? I'm from Cornwall, Ontario. Fucking small little town. Between Ottawa and Montreal. It's kind of like a little triangle. But yeah, my grandma bought my sister a board. She used it a couple times and I was always jealous of what she got. She stopped using it pretty quick, so I started using it. And uh, hasn't really stopped since. The rest is history, baby. Easter 98. April 98. That's when when it started. That's so beast. Mm -hmm. Started before us. So what was your first big break in the skate industry, man? How'd how'd the sponsors start rolling in, my G? Big break. You you guys tell me, man. I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) I don't think there was ever a time where there was a big break. But... I think when I moved to Montreal in 2015 is what put me where I'm at now. 
I got green cans too. They ain't steam whistles, but we good, baby. <laughs> but I moved to Montreal with no plans. Tyler Warren moved here at the same time, was looking for a spot. We ended up moving in together. Ben Blundell ended up moving in. Fucking Chuck moved in, Dustin, whatever. It was very unintentional, but I think that's what matters the most. It's if, that, if I didn't make that decision to move out here, I wouldn't ride for timers. I wouldn't be skating with the dime dudes. Before then, I was just chilling in Ottawa. Boom. That's what's up, Doug. I love visiting that place and partying at the crib, but goddamn, I wasn't trying to sleep over, man. That place Dude, was hectic as fuck. I was fuck. sleeping on a fucking futon in the kitchen for the first four months. <laughs> I remember one day I woke up, I woke up on the futon in the kitchen, lights fully on, was so tired that I had a good sleep. But when I woke up, I was like, fuck, my back kind of hurts. This is a futon in the kitchen. It's, it's damn near a coffee table. People just place shit on it. Dude, I was like, I woke up, I was like, fuck, my back kind of hurts. Reach under me, a Dell laptop. Like, it wasn't a MacBook Pro. Those things are thick. On top of the fucking Dell... This Dell PC fucking laptop, a U-lock for a bike. <laughs> you, you know what a U-lock is? Those things are fucking strong oh, yeah. as hell. Oh my god. There wasn't good sleeps, but there was really good fucking times. And I'm very thankful that all that shit happened. I consider that my big break. <laughs> Living in a shithole, $170 a month, but I made some good friends. Dude, I didn't send out a sponsor me tape, and that was my big break. Dude, I slept on a U-lock with my friends. <laughs> so one thing that must have been cool for you as a youngin was the opportunity to travel and be around some Canadian legends at a young age. What was it like being teammates and traveling with guys like Paul Trepp, Wade, and Aaron Johnson? Fucking pretty hard to even say, because what do you know when you're fucking 12 years old? You don't know shit. <laughs> I barely know anything still, and I'm 27. I can't really say how dope it was when I was 12. But, yo, it was mind-blowing, for sure. Also very inspiring. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I, I just watched Trep's part in Top Dollar for the first time the other day in maybe 10 years. Damn. That part is fucking so good. I just finally started realizing how how special that was, that era. Even though I was around them, mm -hmm. I was there for some of those tricks in Top Dollar, but I wasn't really able to take it in until fucking five days ago when I rewatched that part. It's <laughs> fucked up. Fuck. I'm a huge Popolardo fan in his prime. Dude, Trep was doper than this guy, man. Like, <laughs> seriously, and I'm a huge fucking fan. This guy is more... He's got more natural talent than Paul Rodriguez. Like, I seriously think Trep is the best skater in the world. He was on a crazy trajectory, man. He's wearing DCs and skating workshop boards. It looks so fucking dope. Yeah. But at the time, it didn't really mean much. I didn't know the value of it when I was a child being around them. But looking back, these are still my favorite skaters. Yeah. So back in the day, the Canadian contest circuit was a little more popular than it is now. It was a great way for everyone to meet each other, keep in touch. You used to go hard at those contests, but eventually, like most of us, got over them with time. What made you take a step back from contests and really focus on street skating? Well, like you said, 
it was a really good way to connect with everybody. Because, yo, we all used to go to these. It wasn't about caring about the contest or something. Everyone was there, so you had to be there. Yeah. There's a couple big cities in Canada, but it's not that big. So any excuse to get everyone together was a good time. I don't really think there's a certain reason. Like, oh, this is why I'm not going to these no more. Like, They just kind of stopped happening, too. Maybe it's because I didn't win any of them and I didn't get no money <laughs> to make me keep wanting to go. It's like all I knew was when they call your name, try to land some tricks within sixty seconds. <laughs> like, Can you tell us about the time you were at a contest in Bancroft, Ontario, and Canadian snitched? What's the story there? I can tell that Mitch told you to ask that question. Yeah, he did. Because <laughs> it's mainly about him. We could give him a bit of shine, but he's not getting any more after this. <laughs> we were at, like, uh, Am Getting Paid or whatever, and this dude was giving out flyers trying to promote his own contest <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere, but there was, like, prize money to be made. So Mitch was in the parking lot following this guy giving out the pamphlets or the flyers, whatever the fuck you want to call them, and, like, throwing them in the garbage, and he told Canadian... Yo, like, don't tell anybody. There's, a, there's money to be made at this contest, whatever. He's an opportunist. But Canadian ended up telling me, and Mitch was really bummed. But <laughs> ended up going to that contest and having a really good time, so. So Mitch was literally trying to not let anyone find out about the contest so he could go make all the money? I don't know what it was in his head. Like, <laughs> he was taking the flyers and throwing them in the garbage. Wow. It was in a barn <laughs> in October. Holy and we slept shit. in that shit the night before the contest. It was cold as hell, but. God damn. So, yo, aspect ratio, the next top of the world video dropped in 2013. That was the first time you really put the skate world on notice. What was it like filming for that project with the GOAT, Jason Burroughs? The GOAT, Jason Burroughs. I can't disagree with that. That guy's fucking... He's a really good fucking guy. How was it? Mm-hmm. Fucking perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. So, Jay Burroughs, the guy who made that video, he's from Cornwall. He's from my small-ass town. I met him when I was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up moving to Toronto. I don't even know how the fuck... It got presented to him to make this video for this shop who, dude, skate shops don't have money to give you a budget and stuff to make videos. Yeah. And this guy's got a real man's job. He's a news broadcaster, Monday to Friday, nine to five. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck all that happened. I don't know why he agreed, but I'm so <laughs> fucking glad he did. Yeah. Cause it was amazing. He's letting me stay on his couch in his small ass apartment in Toronto. This guy works all day. I'm waiting around. I'm like 20 at the time. I'm trying to skate, but fuck. Very lucky. That that video cost him money. Fuck. And he's doing it for someone else, and we bothered him a lot. We got to make a video with all of our friends, and he didn't make us look dumb, and that's something that you should be thankful for, I think. Definitely. Hashtag top video coming soon still. Dude, it was special. Seriously. Oh, for sure, man. That was one of my favorite Canadian videos of all time, and your part was fucking epic curtains, man. Respect. 
Speaking of your part, was it a coincidence that Wes Kramer was in the clip just before your last trick when you fake healed over the rail? Because he just had his last part in the trans world video and he fake heals over the SD rail. Being the skate nerd that I am, you know what I'm saying? You have to put two and two together. Was that some Burl's uh, editing on purpose? Well, it definitely was a coincidence because we didn't fly him in saying, yo, get BGPs in my... <laughs> Get BGPs in my second last trick, cause I'm gonna fakey heel over this rail. Like, it wasn't planned out, but when he had that footage, it makes sense why he did that. Yeah, no, obviously him being there was a coincidence, but then the way Burl's edited it was just so perfect. Like second last trick, you just see Wes Kramer. It's like he just fakey healed that gnarly ass rail, and then you hit him with the bomb in Dude, Detroit. The one he did was fucked, eh? Dude. Yeah. But what about Brandon Turner's switch tray at that spot, man? Dude, <laughs> Dude that's pure, the pure prison style. <laughs> the look back when he get when he like takes the impact when he gets the flat is so G. Season eleven is no different from the rest. CHPO gang just stays out here doing it for the people. Keeping diamonds on your wrists and hater blockers over your eyes. This week's contest is simple. Tell us how many collaborations CHPO has done with NGO Skatistan. The answer can be found on the website, chpobrand.com. So head over, do your research, and send your answer into the buntlive at gmail.com. And yo, don't worry. If you don't win this contest, there's an all-new official discount code for the website the bunt 30 percent off you get me type in the bunt and you're going to be lined up for 30 percent off on chpo brand watches and shades let's get it people so well you rode for dc since you were a little guy around the time of aspect ratio uh you were wrapping up filming and there was a bit of turmoil they asked everyone to send their footage in, but you didn't want yours to potentially get leaked. And then you found out like you weren't on the team anymore at the premiere, had a couple stints on some other shoe sponsors, but then ultimately got back on DC as a full am a little, like a couple years later, I feel like. What was that whole experience like? Yep, they, they did give me shoes since I was a little guy, which is crazy. <laughs> Could probably pop shove a five stair and they were sending me shoes. That's <laughs> crazy, ain't it? Basically, yeah, I didn't know how important it was for them to see my footage. Even around that time, I didn't know about higher ups and stuff. I'm used, I was used to getting Canadian flow. I didn't think of it as a big deal because I had a part coming out in a week. I was like, if you want to see my stuff, just wait one week. I'd rather you see it edited <laughs> than just raw files, me sending it to you. What's a big deal? They've never asked me for footage before. Why do you need it right now? I guess send it to you next week. Yeah. But I guess some shit was going on over there and they were making their decision more rapid than I than I thought it was going to happen. And know what? Maybe if I only had a couple clips, I would have sent it over right away. But I thought I was sitting pretty. I was like, yo, they'll see my part next week. I'm chilling. <laughs> Ended up getting kicked off. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good, but... Fucking riding for DC again now. They're taking care of me. And know what? It's not easy to get a shoe sponsor right now. 
there's a lot of good skaters out there that don't have one, and I'm just some dude living in Canada, in Montreal, and they're taking care of me, and I'm pretty thankful for that. Yeah, that's what's up, man. It's sick to see it all come full circle, man. Always a good fit on DC. Yeah, I guess it ended up working out. Fucking, they put me on the real team, which doesn't happen for a lot of Canadians. They're down to bring me on trips. It's fucking, it's pretty crazy. I'm happy, and you know what? Maybe that shit wouldn't have happened if they kept me on back then. But I'm pretty happy that someone's taking care of me. Well-deserved. It feels more than just getting shoes. A lot of people get boxes of shoes and stuff, but to be on the team is pretty fucking cool. I'm happy about that. They gave me the Stevie Williams ring the other day. That's fucking pretty crazy. So beast. I mean, That's so sick. I prefer gold over silver, but the diamonds fucking look pretty <laughs> sick, I think. <laughs> you wrote for Element forever, but people started to wonder what was going on when you started popping up in Alzheimer's videos. What's the story of your transition from Element to Alzheimer's? Yep, I definitely rode for Element for a while. <laughs> you didn't get that wrong. I, I knew that Element wasn't going to put me on the real team or whatever. They were trying to give out like boards to the international dudes and keep it segregated. Oh, Canadian yeah. team, Euro team, whatever. Which doesn't fucking matter because I ended up moving in with a bunch of my friends that were all doing the Alzheimer shit. Even if they were about to put me on the real team, I would have fucking... I would have stood around my friends and stuck with that. There wasn't really like yeah. a transition. I didn't want to do like the international pro shit. Yeah. Which isn't like the worst option. Like some people, some people have done that and it's, it's cool. Like look at Lowry. He's got a board on Habitat. That's fucking sick. Yeah. So Ill. it's a lot better than nothing. It's still like showing respect. I definitely wasn't insulted by it or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I ended up moving into this loft with fucking Tyler, Ben, Chuck, Dustin. I've always wanted to stick around my friends, so it wasn't like a transition. Like, what am I gonna do? Da da da. They're just like, "Yo, wear this T-shirt. Wear the, uh, here's a board. Whatever." Is I mean, I still finesse them for like eight months of checks. <laughs> <laughs> still finesse element for eight months of pay. While Ryan for timers, that was fucking dope. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Element. Actually, people think this is a whack brand. They bought me a lot of flights and paid for some hotels and stuff. Shout out to Element. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get on all timers with all the homies. Natural fit. Fast forward to 2019. The year ended on a bang for you. All timers and DC turned you pro. Uh, as friends and fans of yours, since you're a little man, we couldn't be happier for you. What did it mean for you to turn pro and to see your name spelled out in SIGs and asthma puffers, man? What did it mean for me? <laughs> it's time to get sentimental, dog. Tell us about your feelings, bro. Yo, Seifu, I appreciate it. Makes me feel good that you're proud. Because to me, it doesn't really mean much but it makes me feel good that my friends are proud so thank you Seifa. I wasn't surprised to see them fucking spell it out in cigarettes and asthma inhalers because I use both of them a lot I like that graphic actually dude it's so beast yo I need one 
Oh, we'll get you a box. <laughs> oh, we, we plug in for a box? Is it box time? I need a wallboard, though. You get me. Yo, you've been trying to get on timers for a while. I want you guys to stay safe, so I'm not going to get UPS or FedEx to show up to your crib, man. It's scary out there. There's some virus, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so no box this time, boys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Save me one for after the pandemic, yo. So, Billy, you seem to always be on the road, whether it's with the Dime Squad, a personal skate mission, or with your sponsors. After all these years, give us your top three cities for skating and top three for lifestyle. Fuck yeah. Yo, I do love traveling. Thanks, thanks for asking. I still haven't been to a lot of places that I want to go to, though. Dude, I'm not giving you three for each. Dude, it's just three, because <laughs> skating, skating and chilling is the same shit, man. Come on. New York. New York is easy. Classic. Close to home. If shit gets too fucked up, you just bounce back easy. <laughs> I feel like uh, safe in New York, but it's also such a good fucking time. Number two, I'm going to go with Lisbon, Portugal. Ooh. Never been. It's fucking dirt cheap. It's on the ocean. There's beaches. Salt water does a lot for your body. You're sort of fucking hopping that shit. You'll probably be okay the next day. Yeah. There's a bunch of fucking marble everywhere. It's easy to skate, so you could be hungover. And there is good parties over there. Lisbon is money. It's perfect. <laughs> Number three, I'm going to go with Barcelona. It's just too fucking easy. Classic. True. It's Disneyland for young adults. <laughs> It's so fucking convenient. It's way too easy. Just don't go for too long. You'll fucking get chewed up and spit out. That place is dirty. <laughs> yeah, I just can't fuck with the Estrellas, man. Those things are gross, dog. Estrellas are gross. Spend the extra 40 cents. Yeah, get And you can get a else. decent beer. But, like, why do all the homies selling beer after hours have to have the Estrellas? Like, why can't they have an option? Beggars can't be choosers, Donovan. I know, but, like, we, I don't have to beg. Like, I could just pay you two bucks for, like, a Heineken or something. Like, it's, like, it's got to be some, like, there's reasoning behind it. Like, the mafia has to be pushing those Estrellas or something out there. 100%. Yeah. Oh, shit. Those are three big-time cities, though, man. So you filmed at least a full part worth of bangers that have gone in the dime videos over the years. Is there a different approach to filming for those videos as opposed to when you're working on like a project that's all you? Those were bangers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking shit. I'm glad you think so, though, Seifa. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just fucking skating in front of a camera. You're lucky if they hit the red button and it's on record. Like, But it is different, for sure. The main difference for me... Is that like other people are filming HD and they're filming VX. And I know there's high standards. I was like, fuck, I can't just throw this somewhere else. No one else is using VX. <laughs> that was the main thing for me. So, yo, you're a young cat, but you've been around forever. So, you know, the era we all came up in video parts meant everything. On the flip side, you have one of the best skate Instagrams out there. How do you balance Instagram clips and then real video clips because you've been known to drop some heat on Insta. Fuck, you really think I have one of the best Instagrams? That's good. Fuck, thank you, Sam. His ears perked up on that one, Ghost. <laughs> That's some real shit, though. 
I don't think about it that much. There's definitely been some things though that I've put on Instagram that would have been hyped to film and put in a part. It's just there wasn't a film around that day. Yeah. And sometimes if you feel like skating, you feel like skating and shit happens. Mm-hmm. It's not too thought out. I think putting putting out parts is the dopest shit. But, yo, sometimes you go to a spot you really want to skate, but you can't do something that you'd be really hyped on. Just fucking try to land something and throw it on Insta. <laughs> it's also a good excuse if you're on a trip and you didn't really do anything. You're like, I kind of did something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind. Of, I like Instagram. It's kind of a cop out. Yeah, I feel you. No, for sure. It, it's fun. You you feel a little bit more productive if you at least got some Insta clips. But you've definitely put some clips out where it's like, damn, dog. I'm surprised you didn't break out the VX or the. Yo, fucking- there were times that I would have been really hyped to film that shit for real and have it in a part. But if you feel good and you're fucking skating. An iPhone's better than nothing, whatever. Just hit the red button and you're yeah. stoked. There's a lot of people that wouldn't do that, though. That would wait until they had a VX or a, an HD camera and not film it on their iPhone. At the end of the day, it's all going to the same fucking place. What's the big deal? The internet? Yeah. But obviously, I appreciate video parts big time. I think it's... Video parts are the only thing that matters. Straight up. But if you could post an Insta clip... And people think you did something that day and you can go party <laughs> guilt-free? Dude, try to think of a good caption or something. I don't know. Fuck. That's the hardest part. Yeah, what's that Wes Kramer quote? Justification for the vacation, baby. You got to get justification for the vacation. <laughs> That's a mandatory, man. Yeah, yeah. Justification for the turn-up. Little Insta clip. Coming from a guy with a flip phone? <laughs> Mitch Barrett, good friend of the show, one of our favorite emailers and guests of all time. Also one of your best friends, quite the character. You guys have had some wild adventures. Let's run a little story time with Mitch. We know he loves the the ear time. So first up, what about the time you filmed Mitch front flip off a two-story balcony? First of all, you said quite the character? This guy's a full-on cartoon in real life. He's not quite the character. This guy's fucked. (laughs) I still ask myself that question very often because it made no fucking sense. But holy fuck was it impressive, eh? This guy fully front flipped off a balcony and was fully okay. I don't know why he did it, but I know one of our friends... We're talking to some chick in the parking lot on the first floor. And he had no chicks. He was probably like hella jealous. Like <laughs> he was screaming at them from the top deck from the second story. <laughs> for sure, just way too horny and jealous. <laughs> and he probably did it for quite a while and wasn't getting any attention, so he decided to front flip off the fucking balcony. Oh my god. And I've thought about this for a long time and that's <laughs> That's the best I could come up with, but I still don't fucking know because, I mean, <laughs> dude, there's plenty more. This He's not quite the character. He's a fucking cartoon. This guy is out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> so what about the time Mitch told you his main source of income for a while was looking on the floor at Babylon's in Ottawa, which is a club, and just picking up 
lose change and bills if he was lucky enough. I don't remember him saying that, and I would remember it because that's the most ridiculous <laughs> shit I ever heard. Your main source of income is finding change on the fucking ground? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fucked up. I don't know why. He, I don't know who told you that, but it never came into my ears because I would have fucking remember that because that's so stupid and i hear dumb shit every day but you want to hear his main source of income when i lived with him i don't know it would make him a lot more money than looking at the ground in the club and picking up a toonie <laughs> that the fucking bartender deserved as a tip oh my god at one point mitch was my roommate we lived together in a house in ottawa and when he had no money, he lived there till he was 27. He was like a fucking, he thought he was a rock star in that fucking city. You guys ridiculous. <laughs> what he would do was invite the whole city over to our house for a party. He would throw a house party at our place. And he would, he would ask the roommates. I wasn't the only one. He would ask me like, yo, if we throw a party tonight, I'll clean up. You won't even notice in the morning. Like, you want a party tonight? Is it all good? I'm like fuck yeah it's all good like of course i want to party like you're gonna clean up sick <laughs> so he would invite everyone that he possibly could weekly when you're hosting the party people are ready to give you oh here's a shot here's a beer he would get drunk for free <laughs> and then he would return the cans in the morning oh my god <laughs> not only would he return the cans sometimes he would drive them to quebec across the ontario border because they were worth double <laughs> When he was really desperate. And like, I'm sure there's some people listening in the States or Europe. It might not work like that there, but we have a deposit on our beer cans. And if you return them, you get money. And this guy would invite the whole fucking city over when he was broke. So he could party, get free booze, and wake up with money. Like, dude, I can't believe he told you I would look on the floor for money. No, he would fucking throw dope-ass parties. I would wake up and my house was still clean and he would have money. That's a serious dude. flex. It's like dude. five cents a can, though. That's such an aggressive hustle. Dude, tall cans in Ontario are ten cents. Yeah. If you cross the fucking river, you go into Gatineau or Hall, you go on the Quebec side, twenty cents. God damn. <laughs> five cans are a dollar. They add up. Like... <laughs> Tell us about the time you tried to hook Mitch up with a girl late night at your place. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Safe is ready for this one. Okay, it was summer of 2018. (laughs) Mitch won a bunch of money at the casino. He was posting it on his story. (laughs) Obviously not posting his losses. (laughs) Just showing his glory and going up to the fucking... The person who changes you out for the chips to get your money and be like, thanks for the free money, bitch. As if it came out of her wallet. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. I was so sick of this. So finally, I replied to one of his stories. I was like, dude, are you going to do something with that money? Or are you just going to fucking spend it on stupid shit? He bought Ray-Bans for like 300 bucks. Like, like so does. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... And I told him, I was like, at least put your money towards something that'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, go on a trip or something. You're just going to waste your money. He's like, what, you want me to come to Montreal or something? I'm like, yeah, you should. He's like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, what day? As if it was a challenge or something. <laughs> like, I was just trying to give advice. 
He's like, what day, motherfucker? Sunday? (laughs) Whatever, like whatever day you want. So he came out. He had shit ton of money. So one night, this chick that I came over and stayed at my place, like maybe like four nights earlier, wanted to come hang out again. But I felt bad for Mitch. I was like, I told her, I was like, yo, I have Mitch staying on my couch. I feel bad. I'm not going to let my homie third wheel. If you want to come hang out, bring a friend. Yeah. Plus, I snaked this chick the night before. Like, so this girl, I guess, was desperate enough to hang out that she invited her fucking drop dead gorgeous, beautiful friend over at like four in the morning. I don't know what she told her, how she convinced her, but I need to know because that is a fucking miracle like she must have said something perfect i was mind blown dude mitch ended up getting a half osiris tattoo stick and poke from this chick because she was that hot that he couldn't say no if you ever if anyone listening ever runs into mitch ask him what the fucking circle is on his ankle (laughs) this girl sucked his dick he ate her out she was 10 out of 10 couldn't (laughs) Couldn't fucking do it. Wait, what do you what do you mean he couldn't do it? Uh say for his penis wouldn't fucking erect. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get his little penis hard. Like, <laughs> pure oh shame. He doesn't even smoke cigs and he had bad blood flow. Like <laughs> this girl was beautiful. Mitch wanted some shine in your interview. I guess that was it, man. So, Will, what are you looking forward to most when this pandemic is over and the world goes back to its new normal, I'll call it? I expect this shit to end somewhere mid-summer and like any other fucking year. I'm looking forward to having a good time in Montreal in the summer because the good weather don't last long. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. I miss playing pool. I miss playing poker with my friends, talking shit. But the time inside is getting to me. And I've wasted a lot of really nice days (laughs) in bed hungover. I told myself the other day, I was like, yo, no more wasting days in bed hungover. I don't care how bad you feel. At least crawl over to the park. (laughs) Sleep in the grass. At least do that. I like that. That's a good goal. You got any book, movie, or TV show recommendations for the people who are bored at home? The only TV show I've been watching is FaceTime with Mitch B. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one right there. 613, baby. So, yo, Seifa, my ashtray's fucking filling up. Can we just get to the rapid fire already? Fucking hell. Oh, sh- oh, okay. Enough of these dumb questions, man. I barely have any space for cigarettes over here anymore. It's, yo, it's like, okay. Young man Beanie's trying ready. to talk that shit, eh? <laughs> Favorite skater, cuz? Dude, Tom Snape, Kyle Wilson, Ross Norman. And yo, we all know that Tony Tave has really good fucking feet. Proper flick. <laughs> Favorite video? Okay, Ian Reid's video is world star before the internet. <laughs> if you don't like that, then fuck you. Like, Favorite video part? Nathan Evans and Supper's Ready. Sick. Damn. The song, the kids, 
fucking money. The steez. Yo, but let's throw Darren Harper and get familiar too. <laughs> oh, why not, man? Throw it in of course. there. Favorite style. Dude, f- fuck off. Obviously, Brandon <laughs> Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I grew up in Ontario. Fucking rode for top of the world as a child. It's obviously fucking Trep, Spenny, and Wade. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. I'm pretty sure Wes Kramer can do whatever the fuck he wants. That guy is insane. Real talk. Yep. Favorite trick? Switch shoves. Backside or frontside. These tricks are important. <laughs> Hardest <laughs> trick for you? <laughs> Switch burial flips. Nollie burial flips. They're so fucking dope. Just don't know how to do it. Most illegal trick? So Mitch B wanted his shine, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember this is so illegal. Uh, there's no way you guys aren't gonna agree. I remember back in the day at contests, he would do backsmith stalls on quarter pipes <laughs> instead of axle stalls, thinking that he would get extra points. <laughs> Dude, it's the worst trick of all time, man. Oh my god. Dude, back Smith stall on quarter pipes. Dude, so fucking sick. I love this one. Wow, that's Holy so good. Shit. Dude, there, there's your shine, Mitch. <laughs> Thanks for the back Smith stalls. Dude, feeble stall too, even safer. But I'm pretty sure front crook to front feeble is the new crook back lip. I've been oh, watching some yeah. skate videos. I'm locked in my house. That trick is terrible, man. I hate that trick. I'd rather see Bastion fucking smack his truck and back lip some fucking banister than <laughs> this front crook bullshit, dude. Get the fuck out of here. And yo, I don't know what the trick's called. I forget. I forget the name, but when people do feeble grind, tail grab, but with like the other arm oh like, yeah 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 dude it's called like a fucking uh a seat belt or something seat belt the next person yeah. i see do a seat belt is getting socked in the face <laughs> man. Fuck that shit. <laughs> stupid ass trick fuck you shit. dude why don't you learn how to backsmith stall or something man fucking grab your tail on a feeble grind what the fuck is this <laughs> favorite clip you've ever gotten I like the no slide in the latest dime video. The one at pack. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah, pop yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, that was beast. I like the no slide. I've never filmed a no slide before. I like that one. That was dope. Yeah. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. Yo, I was somehow there the day TJ Rogers switched through 16 Wallenberg. Holy oh. fuck. Yo, this was fucked up to see in person. But, yo, the gnarliest part about it. He was, like, so hyped he did it. He brought me and Jordan Moss, the guy who filmed it, for a steak dinner after at Ruth Chris's. <laughs> what? He dropped, like, he dropped, like, hundreds of dollars. Dude, that shit is so pricey. He knew that we wouldn't pay for it ourselves, but he wanted us to go. He's like, fuck it. I'll buy you guys steak dinners. This dude switched 360 Wallenberg and then brought me out for steak dinner. It makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Like, what the... <laughs> I didn't help you do this shit with it, but... That's a good homie right there. That's it. It wasn't only the gnarliest, but it was like the fucking most gangster thing I've witnessed too, man. <laughs> Shouts to Tej, man. 
He definitely takes care of the homies when we're down visiting in Cali. Oh, yeah. Switch 360 Wallenberg and then buy your homies steak dinner, man. That's unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a lifetime. What's the one trick that got away? Yo, one day I did backside flip fakie Manny at Peace Park on the short Manny. Maybe like second try, third try, something. I don't yeah. know. Tried to film it probably on 15 other occasions. No chance. Oh, that's <laughs> like, the worst. I'll never try that one again. Fuck that. That <laughs> one fully got away. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Maybe I didn't witness them firsthand, but I've heard some people say some crazy shit at the bar the night before they said they were going to do stuff. Yeah. Like, Canadian was talking about switch front boarding this rail in Ottawa for a long, long time. We went there a couple times and... All that he provided was fucking headaches for everybody, <laughs> man. Like, dude, not even one attempt, just a bunch of headaches. I've never heard someone talk about something for that long, which made it, it amplified the bunt big time. Dude, he talked about it for years after. I'm sure if you get him nice and turned up one-on-one -on -one at the bar, he'll probably still bring it up. Say if it's 2020, I'm sure, he, sure when he first tried it, it was 2009. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Like a month and a half ago, I tried to film a line with like, I tried to film a line with a Nolly Bigson back nose blunt. I didn't even land it, but I came close enough. I'll claim that I, <laughs> I learned it. <laughs> I, I tried it for long enough that I gained some information on this trick. Like whatever. What's your dream job after skating? What would be really dope? Professional bowler. Oh, there you go. Favorite local brand. I mean, Dime's the easy one to say, but my friend runs a store called Stop Shop right across the street, and he, he's fucking dope. Shouts out to them. Hell yeah. Favorite local skater? I'm going to say this dude, Fred. He rides for studio. Fred Lantain. Ian Cleland. So beast. I'm just giving them a shout out. Obviously, it's Kyle and McGraw. Come on. <laughs> What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I got like... A couple boxes from Lucky Bearings. <laughs> like, I don't regret it. It's just useless. Favorite teammate ever. That, yo, this one's tough because I ride for timers. It's only my friends. It's fucking sick. But um, Tyler Warren is my brother. Mitch B is my brother. But I shouldn't even be throwing names out there. For the most part, I've been surrounded by my friends. Yeah, it's tough when you're on a, a board brand that's literally all the closest homies. Worst teammate ever. Yo, Seifa, I've been on the road with a bunch of fucking nerds before. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to say one name because for the most part, I'm surrounded by my friends. Like, sure, I've been around some losers, but I don't even fucking hear them. <laughs> Worst company. I've heard a lot of people say like rip and dip and all this shit on there. Which they're not wrong. I think that's funny. <laughs> but um, I guess any truck company that's not Indie, Venture, or Thunder, I guess. like <laughs> They're the only ones that matter. All the other shit is useless. What do you mean, man? Monster trucks goes hard. Monster trucks do go fucking hard. You're right. <laughs> Worst trend. Dude, fucking clickbait titles. I'll be like hungover scrolling through Facebook and I'll end up reading some 
article <laughs> that is so stupid, but the fucking the title made me click on it. Fuck clickbait <laughs> titles. I just got to get this one off my chest. That's been really pissing me off lately. When people like do the interacting with their followers on Instagram captions, where it's like, which one do you like better, one or yeah. two? How about you just fucking yeah, the, pick one? The troll, the troll question. Dude, I'm trying to get comments. I cannot stand that shit. Dude, the only comment they should get is fuck off. I hate that shit too. <laughs> Dude, it's actually so cringe to read them. Dude, it's the same shit as clickbait fucking articles. Yeah. One or two. How about suck my dick? <laughs> Do you guys prefer frontside flips or backside flips? Let me know. Like, shut the fuck up, man. I hate that shit so much. Anyway, sorry. This is your rapid fire. Pandemic or not, if you're going to ask that shit, stay the fuck home, man. None of us <laughs> want to hear this shit. Uh, worst style. Fuck. There's a lot of people I think look stupid. There's probably some people that think I look stupid, too, but... um. Dude, how about the whole fucking Bones Wheels team? <laughs> oh my god. Dude, there's maybe like... Maybe there's like three or four people on there that are like fresh, but... I'm sure 95% of them look fucking dumb. Let's go with the Bones Wheels team. Holy shit, that's groundbreaking right there. Explosions. I'm sure you want to hear like a name... Yo, Knox Godoy looks fucking dumb too, man. This guy was never good at skating. <laughs> Terrible. That's a Baker 2G legend, oh, dog. Wow. I don't care, legend or not, you look fucking dumb, man. Last person you want on the sesh. You know what pisses me off is fucking <laughs> photographers that don't skate. Oh. <laughs> Yo, they're trying to tell you what spot to go to they don't even have a board it's like yo why why do you want to go there what are you gonna do you don't even fucking skate holy shit bro go to some ledge spot and they're looking at you funny it's like dude suck my dick man (laughs) dude you're just a photographer why are you telling me where to go like that was a revolutionary rapid fire right there jesus christ all right y'all that's gonna wrap up the long overdue interview with Will Marshall, and it did not disappoint. Will, thanks again, bro. Fuck off, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Can't wait till we can skate again this summer, man. You dig? Don't hold your breath. You might turn blue. <laughs> might be a minute. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. The kid's on fire. Welcome back to the post office Brought to you by your good friends over at the Bunt D. Jones the Ghost and Ants One Make sure to get your emails into the Bunt Live at gmail.com Maybe send some voice notes. You name it. We want to hear from you. Season 11 for the people. Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. First up, you already know, it's our boy. Well, actually, I have no idea who this is. 
Roy Yibara. What's up, Bun Gang? It's Roy. I want to give a quick shout out to my homie that put me onto the pod, Eli. Hope he hears this as he just moved to Japan, leaving me in Texas, and I don't know when I'll see him next. Love you, brother. I just wanted to know if you guys have ever. Sorry. I just wanted to know if you guys have ever heard of this kook of sin, William Spencer. Strong contender against Richie Jackson for kookiest of all time. Every time I see his post on Instagram, my blood boils, but I can't get myself to unfollow him. Check out some clips and let me know what you think. Also, can't stand those damn milk crate slide freaks. I follow some skaters on Instagram that build pole jams, and I saw him a while back post a video of him doing a crate slide pole jam. What the fuck is that? Anyways, just needed to rant a bit. On another note, I replayed season 10, episode 1 to get me through work, and I have to come at Seifa for asking out loud how to pronounce the word homage. <laughs> It's homage. <laughs> <laughs> It made me crack up considering he speaks French. Keep up the good work and stay healthy, boys. Waiting to see the epic bangers on the Bunt video still. Peace. Reggie, I, don't, I still don't know how to say that word. What is it? Homage? homage. You gotta pay homage. Homage. Like homage. fromage. Hom homage. Like the cheese, man. Fine. What? Yo, Roy, bro. Get off my case. He said、eh? he liked it. He enjoyed it. Pay homage to the ghost. Oh, my Or God. Homage. Whatever the homage. fuck. Homage. Jeez. <laughs> you always get on me for pronunciation, too. Oh, man. William Spencer, dog. I never heard of him. Have you? William Spencer? Who the fuck is that? You're going to search him up real quick? Yeah. All right. All right, bro. We just dove in on his Instagram for a quick 10 seconds. We've seen enough. I don't even know if I call that skating, man. What the fuck's this guy up to? The skate ninja? At one point, he had his board tied to a rope. He was standing on the roof of his minivan. Bro, Roy, do yourself a favor and smash that unfollow button. That shit would just piss me the fuck off way too much. I, I clicked on three things and I had to get the fuck out of there, man. That's barely skateboarding. That's、uh, kook boarding. All right, Roy, thanks for the email. Next up, we got an email from our boy Zach G. My dudes discovered the podcast about two months ago and have just binged through every episode. I'm up to the Davis Torgerson episode now. Damn, yo, this man did quick work. My question is what is your favorite trick to do out of a nose manny? Personally, it's one of my favorite tricks to do, and sometimes just coming out straight is the best feeling. Nolly Trey would be the best feeling and most technical I have managed. What about you guys? <laughs> Much respect. Shout out to B Ron, the T Dot homie. Miss you, bro. Damn, this guy just hit us with a quick beam, eh? Saying you dropped the nose manny Nolly Trey, Zach G, huh? Zach, bro, did you just, you just had to slip that Nolly Trey in there, eh? <laughs> Let the people know how, what you're working with. <laughs> yeah, we might have to see video evidence of that shit, though. That, that's butter, but, uh, shit. I've never done anything too crazy out of nose manny, man. Nolly Vario flips the best thing I've, I've done. I can't, I could never get it to Nolly Trey. Yeah, the best thing I've done out of it is Nolly 180 flip. That one works easy. What do you think feels the best? Yo, I've never been great at nose manis. Maybe just like a clean ass nose mani, like you said. Nolly nose manis feel yeah, really Nolly good. Yeah, Nolly nose mani is a good feeling. Nose mani, Nolly 180 is kind of chill too. Yeah. Thanks for the email, Zach. All right, next up, we got an email from. Bede Stewart. <laughs> you know I didn't say that right. B E D E. How would you say that?、Uh, I'm not even going there. Hi, guys. 
I hope you're doing all right in these fucked up times. I would like to get your opinion on the editing trend of cutting line clips. An example of this is Jacobo Carozzi's Stacion Central part, in which some rolling footage between tricks is cut out to make the clip more concise. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think this could open the door for people filming separate tricks and making it look like a line through editing? Not calling anyone out, just want to know your thoughts on this and please share an example of this being done well or not so well. Cheers. I've never been a fan of that editing style, man. I don't think it ever, ever works out in anyone's favor. Yeah, that shit's pure dusty as hell. I'm trying to think of a good example. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's one. I mean, if you're really going to do it, just do the fast forward thing, which is also oh kind of Oh my like, God, that's torture. Like basically, just if you're going to do something with that little flow that there's that much just pushing, just fucking don't, don't film a line. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one example <clears throat> of a dusty ass motherfucker doing that <clears throat> is our boy Johnny Purcell. Uh, go look him up on Instagram at Johnny Purcell. I think it is a little Vans homie. But he uh, he did a park series, or what's that contest called out. in the winter? Park payout, Vans Park payout, and he did a line at Loft where he did, I think, blunt kickflip, and then fakey ollie switch back nose grind like fakey front big out, and he didn't land the line. He just threw a nice Ooh, little cut in there. Bury the man. <laughs> he, yeah, I get enough times past uh, Johnny. So I can expose you now. Who won that in the end? Yo, I thought when you were going down this road with the Vans Park payout, I thought you were going to mention Keitho Stizo. Oh, well, yeah. Our boy Keitho was doing like a trick into the bank, then a trick down the stairs. Which is the shortest cut out, spot. He would cut out 0. 0.02 <laughs> seconds of it for some reason, which made no sense. Because I think he was feeling the trend of that. But it's like, bro, it looks so much better when you don't do Yo, that. Yo, this made me think of another trend. Grant Yansura reminded me of this when he was posting clips from Globe's opinion video. When there would be like the extra long lines and they would pull up a second screen and start playing other clips yeah. while the line's <laughs> being filmed. Chet Thomas had too oh much footy. Oh my god. Classic. Can't you just fucking run the one clip, man? Just run the clip. But yeah, ne ne never cut your lines, man. Unless unless it's like Instagram and you're just trying to squeeze it into under a minute. But like for a real video part, that's just dusty. Mm -hmm. So last up, we have an email from Scott Childs. What's up, Bunt? I was stoked to see you guys. We're going to keep us even more entertained with a new season on top of the video reviews. You mentioned him in your promo, Clive Dixon. His part was fucking nuts. What about that Nolly Hurricane, though? Illegal? Question mark. P.S. Can you guys review an old Dustin Dolan part sometime soon? Thanks, and keep those hands clean. Yo, thanks for the email, Scott. Real quick, as far as the Dustin Dolan request goes, me and Ghost have made a rule to ourselves that we're only reviewing parts of former guests. There's more than enough of them. But we got to get Dustin Dolan on the pod before we review his part. Yeah, I'm sure one day we'll branch out and do some non-guests. In the meantime, we've got over 100 people to pick from, a lot of epic parts. We want to uh, give some love to the dudes who gave us love by coming on the show. Or some might call it paying homage to uh, former guests. <laughs> <laughs> As far as Clive Dixon, yo, that Nolly Hurricane. That I thought it cool. was sick. Yeah, I've seen it before. I just can't remember who the well, fuck. Well, Davis did it. did it the other way. Davis would do him frontside, remember? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he that was like MBD insanity way back. I thought when. that was one of Clive's Clive. cooler tricks. I didn't yeah. mind that. He did it. He did it nice. I've seen that. I've you know I've seen Wade do it. He did it in front oh, of us at yeah, Wade's at the first yeah. loft many years That's ago. True. But that was just on a flat bar. But I'm like 99% sure I've seen it on a handrail before. Mm-hmm. That one was buck, man. So there's so much sack potential yeah. on that. Uh, but yeah, his part was nuts. Yeah. Donald's uh, his biggest fan. Oh my God. You got to put that on me, dog. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, your words. <laughs> your script, uh, dude. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't fucking worried about nothing, man. Clive Dixon, dog. <laughs> Enough said. Short and sweet post office this week, broski. We need to get the emails ramped up. Y'all know where to hit us. The bunt live at gmail.com. Get at us, man. Real shit. I'm sure it's going to start picking up now that the people know we're back. Yeah, we're going to start having an hour and a half episodes of the post office. <laughs> The moment you've all been waiting for, the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. We are starting with the action-packed NFL free agency, and we are narrowing it down to quarterbacks today. The head honcho of the quarterback game in the NFL and the world, TB12, the biggest domino, the most important domino, the man calling the shots in the NFL, is on the move, taking his talents to Florida. It's officially a snowbird. Tom Brady and the Bucks about to do it big, man. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. It was weird when when he split up. It was weird. Like I didn't know what to feel about the Patriots because there's just something I didn't like about them before. But now I find myself wanting to root for Brady and the Bucks next year. Oh hell so does yeah! Does that mean did I not like Bill Belichick? Did I not like the Patriots? I don't know because I I find Bill Belichick hilarious. But maybe it was just the combination of all of them. And I can appreciate them more separately. But I'm not going to lie. I want to see Brady do better than the Patriots this coming year. Big fan of Mike Evans. Big fan of Chris Godwin. Hoping OJ Howard has a bounce back season. OJ the juice, man. It's going to be fun as hell to watch those dudes. I'm wishing for nothing but health to Tom Brady's old ass. What? And uh, could could be a real fun season down there for the Buccaneers, man. Why even mention his health, man? What? 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 Are you... What's do, wrong with do his the numbers health? four and three, aka forty-three, mean anything to you? But why would his health ever be in question? Oh my god. Okay, I said I wish him the best, and you want to fight me on that? Jesus Christ! You know when that article came out a couple years ago about a severed relationship between Brady and Belichick? I didn't want to believe it. I never pictured anything other than the Patriots for Tom Brady. But I could get used to this, man. He's got himself some serious weapons now. I feel bad for my boy, Julian Edelman, stuck up there on an island in Foxborough <laughs> with that dictator, Bill Belichick. But it was going to happen <laughs> sooner or later. Belichick, he'd seen enough, man. He doesn't believe in Brady anymore. And Brady finally gets his chance to uh, spread his wings and fly with Bruce Arians, so I'm, I'm just excited to see how it all pans out. Yo, Brady's two jokes, man. He's he's so, like, loose. I think I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, and he's like, he just needs, like, a best friend who can check him. You know, he's too, like, legendary and great that no one's in his corner being like, yo, that's corny as hell. Mm-hmm. This man took out a fucking 
The man's trying to trademark Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So fucking corny, but whatever. I'm here for it. It's going to be exciting. But yo, one thing we always talk about is, are you a fan of players or franchises? You know, I've come out and said that it took me Kobe retiring to realize I was a fan of Kobe and not necessarily the Lakers all these years. How do you feel? Um, one of your, if not your favorite of all time, one of your favorites, uh, Tom Brady leaving. How do you feel about the Patriots versus Brady now? You know, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for it to play out. I'm definitely a bigger fan of Tom Brady and the walking Lombardi trophy that he is over the Patriots. It was just a perfect marriage between one of the greatest coaches, one of the greatest game planners. He was just always paired with the most clutch quarterback of all time. I think it was a match made in heaven. But as a true fan, in the end, my love for Tom Brady will reign supreme over my love for the Patriots. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, Die Easy fandom that, <laughs> that we're a part of. Dog, isn't it a weird feeling? Like, Gronk was your favorite. Yeah. And you also obviously love yeah. Brady, but then Gronk retires. Now Brady's gone all these years of being like, I'm a Patriot fan, and I'm not even calling you out. Like, I was the exact same thing. Like, oh, I'm a Lakers fan. And then, like, the, the players that you grew up loving are just gone all of a sudden. You're like, wait, do I even give a shit about, like, New England football? Like, it's crazy because... It's weird. I, uh, I started as a Gronk fan, and then just watching the Gronk so much made me a Tom Brady fan because they did it all together. And it's weird because I literally hate the Boston Bruins more than anything in my life. <laughs> like, I have the yeah. true hate for the Boston Bruins, but I would cheer for the Patriots. So it was like a weird thing. And now I think a weight has been lifted off my shoulders to where I don't have to support any Boston team anymore. So uh, yeah. I feel freed from the Patriots almost. But I still don't want them to do bad because I, I love and respect Belichick, man. Like, it doesn't get better than a Belichick press conference. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it is kind of nice just floating around and just being a fan of players as opposed to franchises. Like, unless it's the Toronto Raptors, yeah. the Leafs, you know, like, what real reason do we have to fall in love with the franchise? Specifically you know, in just, the NFL, none. Yeah, it's geography. Like, fuck. The closest guy that owns our rights is bills mafia and we got no problem showing love for the bills yeah that's that's some real so shit right there what is the ceiling for the new england patriots and what is the ceiling for the tampa bay buccaneers this year for the patriots i'm gonna say is it the bills division playoffs nah nah i'm we gotta wait and see like what's up with this stidham kid and there's a lot of question marks still so we can't really i don't really want to give my uh opinion just yet it's too early the ceiling for the patriots i'm gonna say a playoff appearance mm -hmm. and at best a playoff win for the Buccaneers the ceiling I think is a Super Bowl yeah I think they can get to the Super Bowl it'll be interesting because they're probably gonna run into Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes when they get there but yeah yeah man fucking you know who is the real loser in all of this is Drew Brees is now Tom Brady just moved into Drew Brees's hometown not hometown but into his division I want Drew Brees to get another fucking title, man, but this gets tougher and tougher for that, man. Yeah, man. It's going to be sick to get to watch them. What are they going to face each twice other? Twice a year. A little uh, home and home. Twice. Oh, yeah. Big things. Yeah. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard. Y'all guys are in for a treat, man. 
Let's keep it moving, though. Quarterbacks were on the move like crazy in this NFL free agency. Another one of the elder statesmen, Phillip Rivers, taking his talents to the Indianapolis Colts. My question to you is, who is the real winner in this? The Chargers getting rid of this turnover machine or the Colts acquiring him? I think the Chargers did, man. They were going nowhere fast with Phillip Rivers last year. I was getting so sick of watching his noodle arm. I think I streamed him a couple times, man. And once he threw a pick to end the game, that just like buried my fantasy week. And dude, it was hard to watch them because they got some good weapons and I just felt bad for them, man. He couldn't get it downfield anymore. Obviously the least mobile quarterback in the league by far. He makes Brady look like fucking Usain Bolt, man. <laughs> but uh, the Chargers must be hyped. I mean, right now they're still, they're going with Tyrod Taylor. Who knows if that's going to um, be the case when the season I'm starts. I'm excited to see Tyrod Taylor get another shot at it, man. Yeah, but yo, what do you think about, how crazy would this be if they got Cam Newton and AB in Los Chargers? Angeles? Yeah. Um, the funny thing about AB I'm not sure that's the right home for him, man. They already got Keenan Allen. They got Mike Williams. They got Hunter Henry. Their pass catchers are pretty much locked down. They got a good running game. AB wouldn't be a solution for me there. I don't think they would need him down there in Los Angeles on the Chargers. But Cam Newton, I mean, we're going to talk about potential landing spots for him in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's fucking disrespectful what's going on with Cam Newton right now. And... The Chargers should have done it a long time ago. And I still, I'm holding out hope that they do sign him. Yeah. I just think the star power would be sick. Just to, I mean, it's a huge roll of the dice. Cam's health and AB's like mental state. But just picturing Keenan Allen on one side, AB on the other, Hunter Henry crossing the field. It's crazy. Mike Williams deep threat as well. Uh, It could be crazy. And then Cam... If he could ever like stay healthy again, I just feel like I, w- I would love to see it just because I want to see those two guys mm-hmm. uh, get jobs again. And uh, that's just one of the only teams where I think they could take both of them. But who knows? My thoughts on AB, unfortunately, is that he's done in the NFL. He won't be back. There's not a team that's going to take the risk. It's not worth the headache. He's done, man. That's Bro, how many fucking chances did Josh Gordon get, man? Let's get AB one more chance here. I'm just saying, man, like, it's just my thought that he's done. Let's keep it moving. The Bears needed a quarterback. Another place we were hoping Cam Newton would go, but they got big dick Nick. He's sliding into town. My question to you is, who is the starter in Chicago week one? I hope it's Nick Foles, and I hope I never see that Bumba Clot <laughs> take another snap. What's his face? Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, man. God damn. I'm going to have to agree with you. I hope that it is Nick Foles in the starting lineup week one. Mitch can take a back seat. I know this means you're giving up essentially on what was a super high draft pick, someone you traded up to get. But hey, he's had his chance. He's had multiple years. The whole lineup is filled with talent, front to back, offense, defense. The jokes are over, man. Let Nick Foles do his thing. Yeah, you can't be taking a huge step back like they did last year, man. When you got a defense that elite, bro, you got to let those guys get some rest, man. That was hard to watch them last season. Moving right along 
Teddy H2O filled in like a superstar for Drew Brees when he was down for, was it five weeks this year? Yeah, something like that. The man stepped in, didn't lose a single game, right? Yeah, he was like five or six and oh, I can't remember. Absolute exceptional play at the quarterback position. And now he's moving over to join your boy, Run CMC, on the Carolina Panthers, who just signed a new deal, actually. Big shouts to Christian. And now he's got a new quarterback. What do you think of the match made in heaven? I like it, man. It's, it's weird, though. Just If you asked us before last season started if we ever could picture a world where Teddy Bridgewater was going to replace Cam Newton before we knew Woo! how bad his foot was, so mm -hmm. random and unexpected, but I'm happy for him. Obviously, he had that devastating injury, and to see him really capitalize on his opportunity last season was dope. I remember you had Michael Thomas, and all the Michael Thomas owners were stressing, but he came in, and man, didn't Michael Thomas didn't lose his step. That was uh, that was dope, so I'm happy for him, but until Cam finds a home, it's still going to be a little bittersweet, you know? Absolutely. And last but not least, Marcus Mariota is taking his talents to Las <laughs> Vegas to join fellow bum of a quarterback, Derek Carr. Would you rather have the two of those guys fight it out, or would you rather just draft a new one? <laughs> Yo, I feel bad for Mariota because he never got that, that second contract. Like him and Jameis, poor bastards, one and two. It's crazy, both, man. Both fucking, yeah, both looking for a new contract. But yeah, I would not want either of those guys. It sucks. Like at least you know with the Bears, it's like you have one guy who pisses you off. At least there's some hope with Nick Foles coming. Like mm -hmm. if he if he's on one, he's so good. But like with both of these dudes, it's just Derek Carr, check down King. Like such a fucking pussy. I hate watching him play. And Mariota, he's like a bipolar player. He's man. barely a quarterback. You I don't know, know what who's showing he's playing. Up. I feel bad for the Raiders fans, but I mean, hopefully, obviously, hopefully one of them pops off, but I would not be hyped myself. Much different than years past. There was lots of talent left over at the quarterback position in free agency. I'm going to give you three names and I want three landing spots, three different landing spots for where you want these guys to go. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and Andy Dalton. What are your picks? So I already touched on Cam. I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Chargers. Andy Dalton, I could care less. He seems like he could make sense on the Patriots. You know, he's not going to lose you a game. <laughs> he's not really going to wow you or anything. Um, and then I said it last season, I believe, or maybe two seasons ago, whenever it was pertinent. But uh, Jameis to the Steelers is what I'd like to see. He's kind of backup or you want him to take Ben's spot? Well, I mean, there's nowhere really for him to take anyone's spot. Like, everyone seems to be going with their young QBs like Denver and shit. I wouldn't mind seeing Jameis go to the Steelers as a backup. Maybe it's Big Ben's last season. Who knows? But Big Ben's a loose-ass player himself. You know, he loves flinging it down the field. I feel like Mike Tomlin, if he could really reel in Jameis's focus, it could be a match made in heaven going forward. 100%. I didn't even think about that, man, but I like it. So for Jameis Winston, I'm going to give two options. I'm going to say either Washington, because I, I don't believe in Dwayne Haskins, not for one goddamn second. Damn. Second option would be to follow Phillip Rivers to Indy, because I don't. this Phillip Rivers thing is a joke, man. We've seen <laughs> Phillip Rivers slowly deteriorate over the last two years. Max Kellerman was right. A quarterback was going to fall off a cliff, 
but it ain't Tom Brady. It's Phillip Rivers. Next up, Cam Newton. Chargers is the obvious one. I swear, I think that idea has been programmed into our brains. But a place that I think he should go, the quarterback room is full right now, but I'd fucking empty it out for Cam Newton. It's a team moving to a new location, the Las Vegas Raiders. Y'all need to sell tickets. This is a franchise quarterback. I know he's coming off some injuries, but I would get rid of Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota if I could get Cam Newton. And I think you hit the nail on the head with Andy Dalton going to the New England Patriots. Just seems like it would fit. I don't think he has the balls to say anything (laughs) back to Bill Belichick, and that's perfect for Bill. So Andy Dalton in New England, man. Yo, I like Cam to the Raiders. That would be sick too. Uh, and the, hey, you like that? You like to do that uh, combo of Cam and AB? Man, maybe they could work things out and get give AB another try in Las yo, Vegas. Yo, that'd be sick too. The about the, the quarterback room in Indianapolis, bro. They still have Jacoby Brissett, so they've got twenty five million going to Philip Rivers. I think they have fifteen going to Brissett because he signed a two-year 30 million 15 each so they've already got 40 million going to Philip Dusty Rivers and Jacoby Brissett who they like obviously already gave up on if they could the find- weird thing is like Belichick loves Jacoby Brissett so I feel like they could work something out yeah I don't know I feel bad for Brissett just because he actually sparked the year off real nice you know and you know what actually he got I hurt. have an option for all three of these guys they could end up in Houston because they're so dumb they're gonna move Deshaun Watson for somebody eventually. <laughs> yeah. So Jameis should just maybe play behind Deshaun for a year before he asks for a trade. <sighs> Real talk, man. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up episode one of season eleven. Ghost, send us off, man. COVID Chronicles, we out, man. Yo, this is going to take like four or five hours. I hope you guys are fucking ready and got enough green cans.